Money Roots is made possible by the support of our sponsor, Rooted Planning Group. Are you ready to take control of your financial future? Look no further than Rooted Planning Group, your trusted partner in financial well-being. At www.rootedpg.com, you'll discover a wealth of resources and expertise to help you thrive financially. Rooted Planning Group specializes in personalized financial planning, investment management, and retirement strategies. They understand that every financial journey is unique, and they're here to guide you every step of the way. With a team of experienced advisors, Rooted Planning Group is committed to helping you cultivate a secure and prosperous future. Visit www.rootedpg.com today to learn more about how Rooted Planning Group can help you grow your money roots. Every week, it's my goal to share financial information that helps you in your life and financial vineyard. We hope it takes you from your roots to the journey of your vines and the influences in the air that help craft your delicious life. Like wine, life and finances have different palettes that should be celebrated and not judged. Welcome to this edition of Wine and Dime Dime Jam Session. Today, you're going to have Kate Welker and Amy Irvine chatting about all things holiday, hangover, spending, as I would call it. And uh, before we dig dig into that, it is a Friday that we're recording on. Uh, According to my world clock, it's five o'clock over uh, the other side of the ocean. So I'm thinking about maybe taking a trip with my taste buds to some place that has a Grenache wine to enjoy uh, tonight. Kate, how about you? Uh, I think tonight, ending this first uh, week back at work after the holidays, I'm going to head towards a California upper region and um, I like some of their reds. (laughs) So we've got a plan. (laughs) (laughs) In all seriousness, I I joked about the holiday hangover. Uh, That's a true actual phenomenon, right? I mean, uh, the bills are going to start rolling in now. I don't know about you, but I got my first credit card statement that came post Christmas and I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. yep, it definitely looks a little larger than normal. Let's chat a little bit about the holiday spending and and some of the concerns that we've heard over the years uh, working in financial planning and maybe some potential suggestions that we would give for people to start right now to start planning for, you know, the end of the year this year. Um, Any particular things that you've been hearing so far early this year? So what I like to do for myself is to write down a list of general categories and then kind of getting closer. So we all like to think about gifts. That is obviously a large piece of what we think about around Christmas spending. And I will write down a list of everyone that I had to buy a gift for. Um, Well, I had to, chose to buy a gift for. And then don't forget those things like teachers or service providers that you might be leaving a Christmas present for a gift, something extra. And then go back and look through and see, you know, what did you what did you purchase for them? How much did you spend? And then think about, is that really what your budget allows for too? That might come at the end of this process. Um, but just to kind of get it all out there first, all out on paper. Um, I'm a paper and pen person. You could do it in the computer. Um, but just to get it out and see it, make it very real to you. Um, because when you're running out and getting this and getting that, I don't think you get in your brain a sense of the total. 
of how much you've actually been spending on these things as time went on. Um, and I know some people have a, a plan in their mind of what they plan to spend on the Christmas season or the holiday season in general. Um, but I don't know as if when you're actually there in the middle of purchasing, it always, um, you know, kind of comes back. You see that maybe perfect gift. Um, as, as you're out there like, oh, it's okay. I'm, I'm, you know, I can spend a little extra or do this for that person instead uh, with that. And I know a lot of people, especially this particular year, a lot of people have made the comment, you know, well, I couldn't travel. I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. So I went a little hog wild uh -huh. <laughs> on Christmas. Um, so, you know, I wouldn't use this year necessarily as a gauge for future years, but let's, I mean, so you can write all those items down and come up with a dollar figure, but what about, what about thinking about from a standpoint of other items? Like there's the giving side, but I don't know about you, but my wine budget and my food budgets just bikes during the uh -huh. holidays. We made several grocery shopping trips and each one was um, well beyond our normal weekly budget <laughs> in our household. And it's between, uh, you know, if you have children in the household, they're home from school. Um, for us, there were some special occasions that we wanted food items we might not be purchasing. Um, you were speaking of wine would pair well with my purchases, which was way more cheese than we normally buy. Um, but just to take to different parties and, you know, with some charcuterie boards, things like that coming up that are not every day. Um, so food was one for us. Entertainment is also something that I don't think we always think about, but there are things that come up that season, whether it's concerts, plays, um, light shows, you know, you might want to go walk around a light display, some charge for that. Just if the family is home, you may want to go out to dinner more often, maybe go to the movies, take in a um, sporting event, just lots of activities, I think, that are out of the norm that do typically tend to come up that time of year. So thinking about, okay, we've got to take care of 2021, you know, what happened in 2021. What's a plan that we can, a plan of action that we can do to do that? And then we, I think we can take the next step and say, well, how do we prevent sort of ha having this post-holiday blues in 2022? Yes. So looking backwards, I like to uh, say, let's face the music. It's passed. It's happened. Pull all the statements out. If you charge too much on the credit cards, look at all the statements. Don't forget about the little stores that you might have spent um, credit, you know, different store cards you might have, and just write it all down in front of you. See what your total is, and from there figure out how you're going to pay for it. And that might mean that you are sacrificing a little bit the next couple months, and uh, you know. In a way, we tend to think about January as diet season, like we, we ate too much over the holidays and now we're cutting back on the food. Maybe you spent too much over the holidays and now you need to cut back on the, the spending a little bit this month to be able to find some excess to pay for that. If it was really a large sum, you may need to um, get a little more drastic and look into ways to maybe long-term cut some expenses, as well as when we get into planning for next year, really rethink that. But ideally, it's something that you should be able to find excess somewhere in your budget to pay off within the next several months so it's not just lingering throughout the year. So if somebody spent $2,000 on Christmas, as an example, right, mm -hmm. you could sit down and say, well, I want to get this paid off by the end of March, just as an example. 
And so since we're, um, you know, a few weeks into January, by the time folks are listening to this anyways, you could say, I want to get this paid off. I've got 10 weeks that I want to do that in. Then you could be putting basically $200 away each week on the credit card to pay for that. Yes. I mean, that would be one way. That's just, it might be a dramatic, but that would be one way. And I do encourage people, I don't know about you, but I do encourage people that in situations like that to make a weekly payment on the credit card, not to wait until, you know, the credit card bill comes, but to truly like be making that extra $200 every single week on the credit card so that you can get that caught up. Mm -hmm. I think it's much more manageable. Um, it, it feels like smaller pieces, like you said, smaller bites to take out of it when you know it's $200 versus paying $800 at one time or $1,000 right. at one time. And I think you tend to commit to it or be consistent with it a little bit more too when it's when it's smaller pieces, a little more often. Yeah. And I also think people spend what they have and they don't spend what they don't have when it comes to that kind of thing on a normal basis. You know, like if I know that I have to make a $200 extra payment, then I know that I can't go out to dinner, you know, three or four times. Like that's, you know, dinner's not cheap. I mean, just for Brent and I, it can be 50 bucks, you know, when we go out. Mm -hmm. So I, I always connect things like that to like a particular thing. Okay. If I have to spend $200 a week, then I have to give this up four times or three times or whatever it is this week. So for me, that's kind of like the mental like wash in my head of in order to pay for this, I have to do this kind mm-hmm. of type thing. And that helps me sort of map out where am I going to come up with this 200 bucks? Like I don't normally have 200 extra bucks a week okay, I normally do this though. And so for the next 10 weeks, I'm not going to do that. That's not going to be my norm anymore. I find that when I do that sort of thing, then when it comes to the end of 10 weeks, I'm like, yeah, I mean, maybe we'll go out, like I'm using the go out to dinner thing. Maybe we go out once, you know, we start getting back into that. It's always like a treat. Eventually it works its way back into the normal number of times. But at first I always think, well, now that I've gotten used to that habit, I'm not going to get back into it, but I do. Especially when I do. <laughs> Same here. Uh, we we actually this morning had the discussion, usually Friday nights in our house is pizza night. One of my children, it's like his, uh, I don't know, thing every week. So uh-huh. we were discussing, we, we had said as a family, we were going to eat out less in January. So I'm not sure yet if we will be ordering pizza or making pizza tonight. But he, I still told him he would have pizza in some form. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> um, yes. But making pizza is a lot cheaper than buying pizza, right? Or it is. Delivered. It so, is. Or yeah. finding a really good deal because I, I do enjoy doing that too. Um, but we have eaten home every night this week, which for us is a big improvement. So we're doing <laughs> we're doing good on the eating out goal. <laughs> but um, And yours could be, I think there's a lot of different places we all spend money. Um, that we could yeah. probably find a little way to cut back. Yeah. yeah. So it's, I just tie things to that. Like that's yes. my math mind, I think. Yeah. Um, and so then thinking about, so let's say it's the end of March that things are paid off. So January, uh, April comes around at that point in time and you know how much you spent, right? It's still because you've made these payments, you know how much you spent last year on the holidays. So let's go back to that $2,000 figure, right? Mm-hmm. So if that's something that you're going to, you know, over the course of the next nine months, you're going to be spending, you're needing to save. Um, it's about give or take 52 bucks a week um, mm-hmm. that you'd have to throw in like a savings account or a Christmas club or 
or something like that. Is that how you suggest that people like, you know, go going forward? It is. Uh, I'm a big fan of automation. So anything we can automate, I think helps take habits. We're trying to make new habits and forces us to embrace that habit. So I would break it up into weekly pieces. Um, or if you're paid biweekly, sometimes tying it to your paycheck um, is easier because it kind of comes in and goes out and you don't, in essence, you know, ever have it or feel it. But if you could set up a Christmas club or an extra savings account and just automate a transfer to that account um, every every week, you're going to start building up money in advance of the situation next year so that when you get to December, well, or November, depending on your when you like to start, mm-hmm. you have a cushion there ahead of time and that by the time mm-hmm. the season's over, it's there to pay for do that. You, do you suggest using like a separate credit card for stuff like that in order? So like, let's say that you say, let's go back to what you said originally, where you write a list out of all the people that you want to buy for and how much money, you know, you're going to target to spend on them. Do you suggest having like a special, like, you know, holiday or birthday or special credit card that you use just for those kinds of purchases in order to keep, you know, easily manage that? I think it depends on the person, but I think that's a great idea, especially if you find that you tend to go over your budget each year, because if you have one credit card you're using for everything and you log in, you're going to see the balance is higher, but you still have all those other recurring charges hitting your card, Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. if you have a separate one, you can log in and be like, oh, hey, this is just this expense and I'm up to Mm -hmm. this dollar amount. I need to be cautious. Uh, This is where I'm at. Um, I also like to pay things as I go sometimes. So if I am using a credit card for something like like Christmas gifts example, that I am spending more than usual, I will in that time period go in weekly and make payments as I'm going with it, kind of from that savings pile just to stay on top of it so that you don't get through the end of it and say, um, you know, here's this large bill looming. It's kind of been taken care of as you've gone gotcha. along yeah, the yeah. way too. Yeah. And so if we think about making that budget for next year, are, you know, like putting together a checklist of items, what would you, if, if, you know, whether it's pen or paper, Excel spreadsheet, because everybody always thinks of gifts, but what would be some of the other items that people might want to add or create a budget for when it comes down to you know, planning for next year. Mm-hmm. So um, you mentioned gifts. We we touched a little bit on food and entertainment. Decor is something that I think you also need to think about. It probably depends on the person. Um, we find that we just like little homey things, especially holiday themed items and find ourselves picking up more, I don't know, pillows and trinkets and mm-hmm. stuff for the mantle. Um, Paul's not a big spender, but he just loves things for the house at at, at holiday time. So we kind of chuckle about that sometimes. Um, Finding little things there to just make it feel different, whether it's outside decorations, um, that is a piece that does come into play. Um, If you are going to be taking time off of work as well, that's something to just take into consideration. You may have holiday time to use, but if you're uh, an hourly worker and you won't get compensated, just to plan in extra savings to kind of create yourself a paycheck for that time of year, if you're going to be taking extra time off. Um, That's a good point. Cause some companies close down during that period of time. And 
if you have vacation time, you can use that. But if you don't have any vacation time left, it's unpaid leave. So it's, it mm-hmm. is important to take that into consideration. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also drove a lot seeing families. So I would say our auto expenses were higher mm. for that time period. But that wouldn't apply to everyone. But you may have some travel included yeah. as well. Yeah. Those are great, great ideas and great tips. Any other suggestions that you would have for folks that are either looking to um, recover from that holiday hangover or, you know, again, thinking about next year already? The one thing I would say is to really think about what you want your holidays to look like. And when I say that, it, we kind of get wrapped up in the spending sometimes and the gift giving. And if you do find yourself going over whether you're able to or not, maybe rethinking your situation. So I know of some friends of mine that they've all said, there's a lot of people to buy gifts for. It's getting more difficult. What if we just go out to dinner as a group or um, we take an event or maybe, I know I have a very large family. So as we got older, we started drawing names. So you had one person to buy for. Um, Or if you have a group that tends to be extravagant with gifts and you feel obligated to keep up with that, be frank now, you know, it's, it's easier to have the conversation now or in February or March than it is in November and December when people are, are in the midst of purchasing items. Just to, again, if you had feelings coming out of it about things or spending remorse, that's not the feeling you should have coming out of the holidays. Right. Right. You know, you brought up a good point about being frank about, you know, the fact that you're, you're not capable of keeping up with the Joneses, mm-hmm. as you want to say, right? Um, I remember, I remember saying at one because Brent and I at one point were saving very, very, very diligently to try to remodel the house and then ultimately build a new house. And at that point in time, you know, I did say, "Can we go to like you know a more conservative <laughs> holiday and just make it about the time that we spend together?" Because we're okay financially. It's not that we're struggling. It's just that we have this really big financial goal and it's really important to us. Our home is really important to us that we want to be spending on something like that. So, um, and then from there, it did become a more conservative uh, Christmas with like, but you know, not buying for siblings and, and, you know, to be honest with you, I, as you get older, it's really hard to buy for siblings. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) As your kids get older, it's harder to buy for them too. Yeah. Um, Well, it is. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. I mean, we, we've gone most of the time anymore. It's, as you know, I tend to be like, okay, what stock do you want? Or, you know, what, um, put money in their 529 account or whatever, but it's, it's really challenging to, to have that kind of, um, when they're young, it's different, but boy, when they get older, it's really hard. And parents, oh my gosh, don't even get me started on that. That's like, um, I did do a cheese board from, uh, Woodhall this year for, Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a ship to them and, um, we, I can't, I happened to think about my mom doesn't wear much jewelry. So I, ended up buying her a piece of jewelry from over in that Walker, um, mm-hmm. Metalsmith uh, place over in, yeah, Metalsmith over in, uh, Andover, but it's one gift. And, you know, both of them were like, this was, you know, it's just like right up their alley kind of type thing, but it feels good when oh, you, yeah. when you can find that 
perfect little item. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, the cheese, I guess, went over really well. From what I heard. <laughs> so kudos to, uh, to Woodhall Cheese if you want to order from them. Not that I get anything out of this, but you can go online and they'll actually ship to you. Uh, Brent and I are probably close to placing our, what we call a uh, Florida order. We did you know how we are, Kate. We bring stuff down with mm-hmm. us when we drive. Gets us through to the end of the year usually, and then we have to place like our our um, restocking uh, order. And uh, so you can actually order online, and they'll ship down to you as well. So I don't get yeah. anything out of recommending them. So uh, uh, feel free to um, you know ship and know that there's no conflict of interest. No conflict of interest, and they do a good job. Um, they do. Yeah. Yes. It's really delicious. I'm not a big curd fan, but their sharp cheese. Oh my gosh. It'll knock your sock off and their mozzarella and their Gouda, by the way. It's, it's all good. I, I am. I have, as my dad said, it's my country roots a little bit, maybe, but I like the squeak in the, um, they meet my approval with their cheese curds. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, we uh, thank you for all these lovely tips. Uh, Thank you for all these lovely tips. I think they were absolutely wonderful. If you have other questions that you'd like to ask us, please feel free to visit us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and um, what's the other one? Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Instagram. We'd love to hear your questions. If you don't personally have the question and you'd like to ask for a friend, we'd love to, uh, we'd love to answer that question as well. One question that I get around this time of year is, is it a good idea to do balance transfers? If I have a holiday debt, is it a good idea to do balance transfer from my current credit card to a 0% interest rate credit card? What do you think, Kate? I think it depends on how much debt you're looking at and how soon you can pay it off. So if it's something that you can pay off within several months, I would not do it. Just pay it off because there is going to be a transfer fee associated with that. Um, but right, it, good. I'm so glad you brought that up. It's usually about 3%, right? It's about 3 to 5 depending on the card. Um, so I would, if you can pay it off now, if it's something that you can't manage and you're paying high interest rates, you, you could back into the math and how much it would save you, but typically a month or two um, of interest will save you. Yeah. So we'd love to hear, like I said, we'd love to hear your questions. If you uh, would love to send them to us, then we can answer them. And again, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And you can go ahead and ask your question either through the messaging or feel free to send us an email as well. We hope you enjoyed the show. And that will about do it for today's episode of Wine and Dime. You can contact Amy through the website, www.rootedpg.com or amy at rootedpg.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at rootedpg for the latest news. And if you have any questions, comments, or topics you would like to hear about, feel free to let us know. And don't forget to rate and subscribe the show wherever you get your podcasts. And again, thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next time.